and welcome to the Pinch and Magic podcast with me, Rebecca Renewin. So today I want to talk about the magic of surgery and I'm going to share with you um, an operation that I had recently and how I completely transformed the entire experience by bringing magic to it physical magic and magical mindset the whole works and it really was about making a conscious choice for me so if you do if you're a bit squeamish you don't want to hear about surgery if you're not interested about the my insides <laughs> what's been going on it's going to be very much of a gynecological issue and i want to share this for a couple of reasons partly because we can bring magic to surgery to operations and also we need to be talking about gynecological issues more. It's something that whether it's periods, whether it's menopause, whether it's perimenopause, we don't really talk about enough. And so we're like, is this normal? Is is this what happens to everyone else? And for some reason, we just don't like talking about it. So if, if that's not your thing, come back next week. <laughs> but if you are interested, if any of those things resonate for you, if you have surgery coming up, if you think you might have surgery in the future, maybe this will help you. Um, and also, I think sometimes there is an idea in, what shall we say, uh, spiritual communities, I don't know if that's the right phrase, where medical intervention is often shunned upon and it's like you should be able to solve everything with things that are air quotes natural more of a natural base and yes absolutely sometimes that is very relevant but sometimes there are real physical issues going on that need intervention and really if we look at western medicine well even traditional like um eastern medicine actually if we look at medicine if we look at um surgeries that really is magic. The fact that someone could nearly be dying and they can be saved is nothing short of miraculous and magic. I often like to think of witches as the first scientists. You know, you have an idea, you have a hypothesis, you test it, and then you amend your findings. You know, you're like, oh, that didn't work. Let's try something else. So you might think, oh, someone's got an upset stomach. I saw this cow eating this herb when it had an upset stomach let me try that on a person oops that didn't work <laughs> let's amend that and try something different so i think we definitely need to step away from air quotes natural is best um yes there is absolutely a pace place for that but this really should they should really be working in tandem with each other so about oh was i think it was the end of may this year, I had a full hysterectomy. Um, I feel like it was an elective surgery and I actually felt like I was going on a spa holiday. <laughs> and a friend of mine even said to me, I didn't even know you had surgery, Rebecca. I actually thought you were going to the spa because my energy around it was just so happy to have that done. And it's quite interesting when I look at people that have hysterectomies, um it says oh when you when you're young and you have a hysterectomy 45 and older and I'm like oh my goodness I'm 44 so I'm like really really young to have a full hysterectomy and um it always makes me chuckle because 
when I was a child, I always wanted to get older. Even now as an adult, I'm like, I love getting gray hairs. I love getting lines on my face. I just love that whole aging process. I've always, always resonated with the crone energy. And it's like, I've brought it in early for myself. So when I had that surgery, I want to talk to you about the process that I went through. Um, very short um, overview of it. I had the surgery, went home the next day. I haven't had a single iota of pain after the surgery I didn't even take a paracetamol the pain was non-existent and I'll explain to you why I think that was maybe that's common I don't know um people I've spoken to particularly I've got some uh, friends that are like western medical health professionals and they're like that really isn't normal and even the like the night nurse was like oh keep it here just in case you need it and I'm like I know I won't she's like yes but you should get ahead of the pain and I was like I just know it's not there um and sure enough it wasn't I went home the next day up and down the stairs a couple of times uh, before I left the hospital um home the next day everything has healed beautifully but I want to take you back this all started for me eight years ago. So anyone into astrology, you may have heard of a Venus cycle that is eight years long. And so I want to, I want you to just remember that when you're going through something, time brings clarity. So eight years ago, I gave birth to my son. I had planned to have a home birth here in the UK, we're very lucky. We had midwives, but I also employed a doula. They're very supportive of home births. They gave me like gas and air for home. I'd um, hired a pool of which I'd set up in a birthing pool, which I'd set up in my dining room. And the midwife came round. Um, I'd been in labour for about two days. And she says, you need to go to the hospital. His heartbeat keeps dropping. And I was like, no, no, I'll be fine. <laughs> and then she's like, you really have to go to hospital. She said, go to hospital check out the heartbeat then you can come back home the hospital where I live the the closest hospital is about 50 minutes away so I went there I didn't take a overnight bag or anything because I fully intended to come home got to hospital they kept me in overnight and I was there the nurse I hadn't realized quite how serious it was because the nurse just stood next to my side all night long I think I went in at eight o'clock at night and she was just there all night just checking the stats checking the stats checking the stats and I was laying there and it was just about seven o'clock in the morning and I thought goodness me day three this really has to be the day he has to come today and suddenly I heard all these alarms going off and I just remember thinking oh that poor person who's having that alarm and then suddenly the room I was in just swarmed with people and I was they got my bed they dropped it down and whizzed, whizzed me off to theatre and I was like oh my god those sirens were for me what's going on and I can still remember this now it's, you know like <laughs> how you remember the silly things the I don't know whether she was the head nurse or something they're like because I was in a gown they were like cover her bottom because I was on my side and I was thinking you really think I care with my bums hanging out right now I really don't anyway so I'm now laying in in um in theatre and it was really funny well it's not funny at all but <laughs> when I look back it's like my life has been the things that I resist always happen so I'd always been terrified of hospitals so much so that when I went to my um, antenatal classes when I went and did my hypnobirthing classes they were like all oh, right you should go and have a check out of the hospital I was like no not going to hospital I don't like hospitals 
my um it was almost like a phobia of hospitals now i when was i i must have been oh, 36 when i gave birth and at that point i'd never had surgery i had never even had so much as a filling and i didn't wear glasses oh i still don't wear glasses and so i'd, I'd never been ill ever maybe like an off an odd cough or cold but nothing more serious than that and i i'm laying there and this woman's like aren't you the person that's phobic of hospitals and i was like yes and she went you're doing really well and i can just remember saying to her i don't really have a choice do i anyway so i'm laying there they've got like a shield up in, like a cloth up in front of me and i hear a baby crying and i'm like gosh that baby's really close who who's just given birth and then they passed me my child. And I was like, oh, that was very quick. So it was, I had an emergency emergency C-section, but I wasn't ever in any trouble. And that is part of this story, is that I had an emergency surgery, but I, was, I wouldn't really call it an emergency um, because I was in the right place with the right teams around me at that time. As it turns out, my little boy was just being a mischief. So looking back, what had happened was they had turned me onto my side and his heartbeat had dropped. And when they had put me on my back and got me into theatre, his heartbeat regulated again. Because I was already at nine centimetres dilated. You get to 10 and that's when you're giving birth. And so when I was laying on my back, it's basically they prepped me for surgery. They just went through with it. <laughs> and then I had a child. Um for a few short moments, I felt very cheated of the whole like powerful birthing process. But to be honest, I was just so happy to have my little boy, both of us like strong, healthy, everything else. It was great. But <laughs> I remember them going, so you're going to put your nightie on then? And I'm like, what nightie? And they're like, well, where's your overnight bag? I'm like, I don't have one with me. I only came in to have his heartbeat checked I had no intention of staying so my partner had to go across the road and first thing there's luckily there's a supermarket and he had to go and buy me a nightie so I was in hospital I think again just just for a day I managed to because it was in the morning I sneaked home I was in, in the hospital for one night and I sneaked home the next day so again emergency um, operation home very quickly recovered very well four years later Actually, sorry, three years later, I then do Miranda Gray's moon mother training, which is all about like healing the energetic womb space, the womb space, working with fat energy. Um, brilliant training. I loved her training. She's just a phenomenal lady. And one of the ladies that was like hosting her, it was like she had organised the training. She said when she had done all this womb work, she had then had loads of trouble with like fibroids and loads of like loads of gynecological problems. And I just remember thinking, oh, wasn't that a shame? You do all this womb healing and then you have all that womb trouble. Surely the womb healing should have helped. Oh, how judgmental and naive I was. Anyway, about a year later, um, <laughs> I had some issues and I went down to the doctors and they said, oh, you've um, you've got a cyst on your left ovary. And they said, but, you know, it's small enough. It's it, it won't be any problem we can get it removed and I was like oh no thank you I said it's not causing me any trouble it's fine a year and a day later 
And again, I didn't know it was a year and a day later. It's only when I checked my diary, it was a year and a day. And if you know anything about magic, you know a year and a day is a very powerful initiation time. It's like an apprenticeship time. I ended up in A&E. <laughs> First time I've ever been to A&E. And I went in there again, just expecting them to do a little scan and send me home on my way. But no, it was a, it was a Saturday. I went in for a little scan and they didn't let me go home. <laughs> and where I live, they only do surgeries on a Tuesday and a Thursday. So once again, I find myself in an air quotes emergency situation, but not so emergency. They had to operate the same day. They gave me the choice to operate the same day. Um, but I said, no, it's fine. I'll wait for like full staff, everything else. I was fine. I was in hospital. I was in the best place I could be. And they operated on the Tuesday. And I had an ovarian cyst that had grown to 21 centimetres. Now, during that time, so I'd done the moon mother training. And then I was working with a friend. And we were doing some work on the land with dragon energy and yew trees. And we did a workshop called Waking the Dragons. And we had gone to this church in Wales. And there was, um, I think there were seven or eight yew trees in that church. And we had done some, like, like really clear the energy of the dragons to bring up that energy again. <laughs> and lo and behold, there I find myself in hospital basically giving birth to a dragon's egg and it really was an incredible cyst and they removed it and they showed the doctor when <laughs> one of the doctors she was so excited to show me she's like do you want to see a picture of it and I was like of course I want to see a picture of this thing you know what's just happened to me like this huge initiation you know this cyst was almost as big as my little boy when I gave birth to him and and I said, wow. I said, what did you call it? The, she goes, look, look what you've given birth to. And I said, what did you call it? And she said, Pete. All right. So, of course, me being me, the first thing that I do is I Google what does the name Pete represent? And it meant something like stone, rock. And so when I first found out about this ovarian cyst, I was where I first thing I did was go see my kinesiologist and she had said to me, it's your mother's tears. I thought, oh, that's interesting. I didn't really give it much more thought. Anyway, when she said stone, that Pete meant like stone or rock, I was like, ah, oh, it feels like a whole ancestral pattern, a whole ancestral lineage being removed from me. And after surgery, I just felt so... I guess high, obviously from the drugs, but I just felt so expansive. It was incredible. I, I felt absolutely cracked open and like whoosh. And the when I went in, because I'd been in there from the Saturday to the Tuesday waiting for my surgery, I'd been on this ward with this other woman. And, you know, I was, again, the youngest on the women's gynecological area, probably by about 30 years. Uh, and this... When I after when I came out of theatre, they wheeled me into like the recovery ward, and there was this woman again, and she looked at me. And she went, "Oh, when are you when are you having your operation? Have you not had it yet?" I said, "I've just come out of surgery," and she couldn't believe it because I looked like so vibrant. I felt so good. Yes, a lot of that was would have been the drugs, but I just felt so good, and that that good feeling never left. It really did feel like 
I had been cracked open. And it was at that point I started going, oh, this is interesting. Because it felt like, you know, originally the ovarian cyst, the kinesiology said, oh, that's your mother's tears. Then the cyst being called peat, <laughs> which was like stone. And it felt like a millstone. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting because it's like all of that ancestral pattern was in that cyst and it was removed. And it was like, instead of having to do years and years and years and years of therapy and energy work and healing, it's like the surgery just removed it. And that one took, well, not, not longer to recover from, but you know, it was because of the size of the cyst, it was absolute like full abdominal scarring. I've got great scars all over my tummy. Um, and so that felt a really potent thing but again at the time I wasn't really putting things together apart from I was like oh my god that was a year and a day later it feels symbolic I'd done all this work with the yew trees and the dragon energy all of this really ancient energy and then I'd had so one of my ovaries had gone so four years later again like I say there's this very clear eight-year cycle I had gone back to the gynecologist again just for like routine scans and I got called back and she said oh you've got abnormal cells and I was like who doesn't you know it it, it didn't phase me at all because I felt in really good health and obviously you can be very poorly and still feel in good health but when I feel into my body when I scanned my body it didn't feel like anything like nefarious was going on so she's like okay we'll keep an eye on it come back in and however many months time and I did and she you know she wanted to fit a coil and I was like no thanks don't want that she's like well you take these hormone tablets and I was like yeah no thanks don't want to take those either um but she says right you have to have two clear scans and then I'll sign you off my books so the scan came back again it was um I can't remember but you know abnormal cells and she says right we're going to get you in for a hysterectomy and I'm like, uh, no, not until you've spoken to me about this. And so I'd, she had said, we want, I want to give you a hysterectomy. I had phoned and said, I need to talk to the surgeon before I have any um, operation. And before she'd even got back to me, I had a letter saying, you, you're going in for pre-op. And I was like, uh, can everyone just calm down right now, please? I haven't even spoken to my surgeon about what are the options here right now? Why am I having to have this surgery? Can I wait? What's going on? And so I had this real like, how dare you kind of energy. And it was like, oh, I'm just going to be another statistic. You're just going to whip my womb out just for no reason, just so I have to be on like. And I, I had all of this like real like, how dare you, energy? You're just wanting to make me into statistic and I'm not prepared to do that, blah, blah, blah. And I, I got, like, really uh, wound up about it, which is quite interesting So I don't usually feel like that. So I'm like, oh, okay, pay attention, Rebecca. And so she, she said, yes, this is the date of your surgery. And I was like, no, I'm not having the surgery on that day. I said, I'm not ruling the surgery out, but I want time to go and think about it. And she was like, well... If there is cancer there, we're not going to know until we remove your womb and your remaining ovary. And I was like, stop right there. Maybe I'll let you take out my womb because I don't want any more children. <laughs> That's fine. I said, but I want to keep my ovary. And she was like, well, you have a think about it. So 
we delayed the surgery she said when do you want the surgery if you were to have it and I was like at least six weeks later and she was like okay with honestly it was so fast she was like and another letter came out explaining that I knew the risks about waiting if there was any issues blah 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 so once I had got over my initial how dare you energy I then actually took some time to meditate with my own body and just feel into my body and ask my body what it wanted. I still didn't have any concerns that there was anything, air quotes, wrong in my body. Not that I know (laughs) what it would feel like anyway, but I was very confident that actually my body was feeling very strong and healthy, like particularly from an energetic point of view. And when I actually asked my body, I got a real shock. Because I said to my body, do you want to have this surgery? And it said, yes. And I was like, what? What do you mean you want to have this surgery? Then I was like, oh my God, is something wrong? Right. And I was like, just hang on a minute. Just take it back again. So I just sat with my body and just not meditated in a traditional sense, but just started feeling into my body, having a dialogue with my body. And it was like, no, I want to have this surgery. And I was like, oh, okay. See, the thing that I feel about wombs is that they are a cupboard under the stairs. Unless we have a period, unless we are giving birth, we don't really use that space for anything. You know, it's just there. It is our seat of creation. And I think we're we're so disconnected from our power, which is that place of creation for whatever you want to create in the world, whether it's poetry, art, children, whatever it may be that I refer to it as the cupboard under the stairs or that kitchen drawer in the in that drawer in the kitchen where you put all the menus and the you know the, the little little things you get from IKEA and it just goes in that drawer until it finds somewhere better to go and I think we do that with our womb spaces that we have an emotional event we have some trauma something happens to us and we just shove it down into that womb space as that cupboard under the stairs promising that we'll get back to it and then we very rarely do And I've worked with this energy a lot, actually. I've narrowed it down to there's like eight distinct, eight distinct types of trauma with a little T that we store in our womb space from like being a good girl to like growing up to feeling shame for obviously any kind of like abuse there as well. But that energy of like giving away our power and there's like eight very clear phases that we go through. And all of that is stored in our womb space. And then so when people tell me they have like PMT or they have back pain or they have issues with that womb space, it never surprises me because one of those eight energies will be out of alignment. And so when I was feeling into my womb space, it's like, yep, get it gone. (laughs) I was like, oh. And so suddenly that changed my whole like relationship with this surgery from being told that's what I had to do and, you know, (laughs) going no that's what society wants um to going oh actually no this is something I want to choose because it feels powerful for me because just when I had the cyst removed and it removed all of that like that that um ancestral energy it felt like the womb having the womb removed was going to do the same thing for me and so suddenly it completely shifted so I had the you know I'd already had the pre-op and I had the surgery two days before the pre-op expired. So had I had the surgery two days later, I would have had to go for another pre-op. But this time, I felt like this was an elective surgery because I could have said no. Of course I could have gone. Of course I could have said no. It's my body. Um, the gynecologist would have 
absolutely said I should have should have done like that she would recommend having the surgery um but I could have said no but actually I decided I was gonna I was gonna say yes but I wanted to keep my one remaining ovary and then I spoke to a friend of mine who had had a hysterectomy but she had kept her one remaining ovary and she had had real trouble trying to get any kind of hormone sorted out because she still had this one ovary that was you know producing some kind of hormones but no one really knew what it was producing so it's finding really hard to get the dosage of estrogen progesterone sorry just estrogen right for her um and when she was telling me her experiences of talking to different gynecologists i was like that's it it's all going and i checked in with my body and that was the right decision and so this time, whereas the first time I had my emergency C-section, although it wasn't, it didn't feel like an emergency, I went into the hospital unexpectedly. When I had the cyst removed, again, I went into A&E. They didn't let me go home. Yes, it was an emergency surgery, but it wasn't like under blue light energy. It was just like, they just didn't let me go home. I had to have the operation. This time I was like, oh, brilliant. So... What I did this time is I did a ceremony for myself. I prepared myself for surgery. I'd had the conversation with my body. I had done a ceremony where I'd thanked my womb. I'd thanked her for everything that she had done for me, for everything that we had created together. I even planted a tree in my garden. I'd always, I was asking, what tree do you want planted? Because I thought maybe it would be a, a bush or a or a plant and it wanted to be a tree and it's like beautiful magnolia tree that's got these really deep red uh, flowers on it and you know it looks very womb shaped when the when I brought it and all the flowers were very closed up and of course when I'd had my surgery and I'd come out these flowers had opened and bloomed and I was like oh that's incredibly symbolic I had created crystal grids to hold me when I had the surgery I prepared myself as much as I could, like physically, emotionally, spiritually, energetically for the day of the surgery because I knew when this one was going to happen. And I was so excited when I was telling the members of my witch academy, I'm so excited. Look, I've got an overnight bag and I had pyjamas packed. I had bottles of water. I had a couple of bananas. You know, I had my iPad chargers, my phone charger. I felt like, oh, I felt like I was good. It really did feel like the energy of going on holiday to have that spa treatment and then to come home again. So I had the surgery, um, I think it was like late morning. And when I came round, whereas when I had what I'd had done before, I felt so high. I was like, oh my God, I could you know conquer the world right now. I felt like I'd been blasted open. This time I felt really centered and grounded. And I kept saying to them, what drugs did you give me? I said, they feel amazing. I said, I just feel so, so peaceful. And the, the doctors were just looking at me like, yeah, okay, uh, just, you know, the whatever, whatever they give you. And I said, did you not give me anything else? They said, no. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, right, you can have codeine or you can have these other drugs if you want for pain. I was like, no, I'm fine, thanks. They're like, well, you probably should have some. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'll just wait to see what happens. And then at like at bedtime, um, that she came round and was like, "Here's here's some, um, I can't even remember what she gave me, like paracetamol or something." And I was like, "You can keep it there," but I said, "I don't think I need anything." And I could just tell my body just felt really good. And she was like, "Oh, okay then." Anyway, I was up and about that night. And then the next morning I got myself up, I had a shower. Now, when I had my previous surgery, I couldn't 
I couldn't move, I didn't have a shower for until about you know 36 hours after the surgery this was less than 24 and I was like having a shower everything was working properly I got into bed and then my boys arrived to pick me up so I went downstairs to see them in the car park and I walked back up and then you know I went home and everything was really good and everything just felt so aligned but another piece of what had happened was that night the first night I'd had surgery and I was still in hospital I did a huge meditation slash it was more of a journey where I went in and I cleared all of the remnants of any pain or trauma that I still had in my energetic womb space in that womb space and I brought in I worked with the goddess Keridwin and she was with me and together we just cleared all of the experiences that my my womb had had that whole area had had and it was a really really profound experience probably a little more than I'm gonna share on the podcast but it, it went on for hours and we were just clearing and clearing and clearing every memory every feeling every emotion and just it was just like I knew I wasn't gonna have any pain because there was nothing for the pain to hang on to and I know from like a medical point of view that probably sounds like really crazy but from an energetic point of view I knew there was nothing there was nothing that pain could hang on to it just wasn't there it was just gone and so I was really confident that it was there was going to be no no trouble and it just felt like it had gone from like the potential of childbearing womb space into a universal womb space. Now, when I had my little boy, that's when I wrote my first book. That wasn't a recipe book. <laughs> it's when I wrote my first actual book and it just started a whole thing of creation. It was like having having him, maybe even having that surgery and getting through the fears of like, oh my God, I never want to go to hospital. It cracked open a portal for me. You know, it's like that creative portal. When I had the ovary removed, Again, it cracked open a whole level of depth of connecting even deeper to that earth energy, to that dragon energy. You know, I was technically a dragon mother by then. Um, <laughs> so it opened up like a real depth of connection. And this time it's only two months into the journey, but it's it has its it feels more like a universal womb. And even when I'm working with people now doing the kinesiology, doing the energetic work, it feels at a whole nother level. Just again, it's like that portal has been opened where I where I feel like I chose it this time. It feels so much more powerful rather than, you know, I had to have the previous ones um, and they were emergency. So it's almost like the universe is like, okay, she's not going to choose this. We're going to have to make it happen for her. <laughs> Here we go. There it's happened. But it wasn't until now that when I look back, I was like, wow, that was an eight year cycle. You know, that was a whole process. And then if you look at my astrological chart right now, you're like, oh yeah, of course, of course that's happening to her right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even apart from all of that, we can bring the magic into something that could be quite traumatic for our bodies. Well, even yourself, emotionally, physically, all of it. Um, so yeah. When you know that you have surgery coming up, absolutely weave in the magic. Some people I've spoken to 
and, and I get this particularly for my um for, for Solly's birth is that sometimes people feel like it's a failure that they couldn't do it themselves and it's like and sometimes we're not supposed to and I think you know when I had Solly I was like oh I didn't you know I feel like I failed having the birth that I wanted but perhaps he got the birth that he wanted <laughs> the little magician that he is um but there is something really powerful about having a situation that yeah I could have said no to having the hysterectomy but it felt really powerful to choose it because that's what my body wanted and then it felt even more powerful to use the magic to clear the energy to let the surgery go well and you know of course some of like the lack of pain was probably due to the the skill of my surgeon but you know we weaved that magic you know I, I was creating the best magical container for everybody involved for me but also everyone else in that hospital that day whether they were you know working with me or not it was like to hold that container and so yeah it just felt right to share that with you today maybe there's someone out there that needs to hear it maybe there's something that you need to remember that the magic is in the fact that we do have access to surgeries to medicine but also to know that these situations where sometimes we can feel out of control we can bring in our magic we can bring in a sense of power and agency even when we might feel like our autonomy has been taken away from us even in those moments we can still bring in magic and I still feel fantastic it does feel like it's opened a whole nother level of reverence for the energy that I work with like I say when I'm working with clients it feels deeper more powerful I feel more connected it's it's like it laser beams straight in there there's no room for nonsense anymore not that there, not that there was much room for nonsense before but it just feels like just honing in at a deeper level and of course there's other aspects of that for me that I have resisted for a very 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 long time that I'm now leaning into and oh let's put it out there and saying yes to so you know much deeper level of working with uh, oh let's say it working with people that have passed on from this realm which has tried to happen to me many times before and I've always said no but there's something about working with that spirit energy now that I'm like ah it feels like I can hold that energy better so if you have any stories you wish to share any magical moments any I don't know or if you have anything coming up and you want to even just say oh my god Rebecca do you think this would work if I did this as a ceremony for yourself the answer would always be yes but it is nice to do those things so even if you sometimes might think your body has air quotes failed you, we can still give thanks to what it has done up until that moment. And maybe if we can shift our perspective from, you know, something that, you know, this won't always be the case, depending on your belief and everything else. But for me, it really did feel that when that womb was removed from me, it took away a whole load of energetic baggage and debris and hurt that I don't have to carry anymore it was like a very quick and convenient way just to go okay it's now gone oh yes and what I should say <laughs> just in case anyone is concerned for me that of course when they did all the tests 
there was absolutely nothing wrong <laughs> with my womb or my ovary and it's like yeah hashtag of course I didn't think for one second there was um so yes we always have a choice we all can always bring our own magic to the situation so I'd love to hear your stories and something else that I think is really important is that we do need to start talking about our bodies more particularly a woman's body because it's not spoken about enough I remember when I first spoke to the, my doctor my GP and she said oh basically she goes any any symptoms from the age of 40 could be menopause or perimenopause and it was like so overhat you know it's like so dismissive it's like whether you had like an achy ankle or you know <laughs> irregular ble- bleeding too much bleeding it really is this whole thing of like oh yeah it could be anything there's just like so little understanding and so the more we can talk to each other about our bodies about our experiences about what is normal for you it lets other people go oh yeah okay I've got that I don't need to worry or oh I've got that too (laughs) maybe I should go and get myself checked out um so if this does nothing else other than start a conversation that you can have come and have it with me come and have it in our community in the show notes or with your own friends it's like this is a conversation that needs to be started and usually menopause starts like from the age of 51 (laughs) I was 44 and 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 I'm already the crone that I knew I was destined to be and I love the crone energy I just want my hair to go completely silver and I will feel super super happy then um (laughs) instead of just happy 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 um so yeah let me know your thoughts. I hope you found this interesting, a little bit of insight into someone else's life. Um, And I will speak to you all again very soon.